Welcome to another episode of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. I am excited today because I've been trying to get this guy on the show for a long time. Uh, he's originally from Long Island, New York. Him, him. Uh, he was discharged from the U.S. Air Force, honorably, I will say. Moved to the Bay Area. He's uh, got a lot of television credits. He's um, got his own podcast called Dead Air. Um, you can check out all his Instagram videos, which are pretty hilarious. I think that like you do three or four a day. I don't know. Um, Brian Holtzman, Welcome. Thank you for having me, Bob. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we finally were able to schedule this, uh, uh, my appearance on this podcast. We finally made it happen. Thank so you. now we can get your money views. I can't think of uh, anything more important than uh, U.S. currency. U.S. currency, it's uh, – you got to go with the flow. What's your favorite thing and what's the worst thing about currency? Well, probably my biggest pet peeve is uh, the tellers at the bank have to continuously ask people for their identification. It's yes. for their own safety. It's to protect their accounts. And they have to – all day long they have to – and then people get bent out of shape because right. the teller is trying to protect their accounts. Well, is it – but, I mean, do you feel bad for the tellers? Oh, yes. Yeah. I've, I I've just feel like uh, that and not having the uh, – I didn't know this. When I was growing up, uh, you filled out the uh, withdrawal slip or the deposit slip before you went up uh, to That's the right. teller line. That's right. You go to a wealthy neighborhood. They don't do that. And the uh, the customer will throw the blank, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, slip to the teller and the teller has to fill it out. So when did we become so entitled? Yeah. Like, that's right. I mean, that's sort of what it is. We're Unbelievable. And I remember back in Williamsburg Savings Bank, uh, bank in Levittown, Long Island, and uh, you'd got a little uh, Christmas card. Uh, I mean, a Christmas, uh, a little account. What they call it? a Christmas, a Christmas account. Oh, remember? yeah, that's right. You like you could save up for the Christmas stuff, <laughs> right? And, and they had a bank book, and you put your bank book in there, and you'd put your your balance, and you. That's right. And now, uh, bank. You know, this is all things of the past now. Right. All gone. All the, gone, gone, gone. What's your first? When do you? When did you first have a savings account? Like, do you remember as a kid, like getting some money and you got to go down and put it in the bank? Or yes, yeah, quite early on, uh, an account was opened. Okay, uh, by my father, and uh, and uh, he told me how to sign a check. You know, you sign it exactly as it appears on the face of the check. If there's right. a middle initial for P, in my case, you put the P. Put it. If there's no P, then you don't put a P. Right. And uh, but. Uh, the banks have strict rules. These people online at the banks, they want to know if this. They, no, they're not going to change the rules for your particular situation. You know? But everybody's a terrorist, right? I mean, isn't that what they're trying to protect us from? I couldn't believe this. In a country of this wealth and the capitalism that we, uh, we enjoy here, you'd think there'd be a $500 bill. How crazy is it not to have a $500 bill? Be buying a car, or, you know, de dealing in cash. It would be not, but I think they had a five hundred dollar bill and a thousand dollar bill for like ten minutes, way back in the like way eighteen hundreds when perhaps. nobody could ever. Yeah, maybe like four people had them. Um, I five hundred dollar bills would be nice. And they did something in India where they just wiped out all large bills. It's something yeah. they did that yeah. just uh, without any warning, without any uh, reserve uh, supply. Yeah, and they just just did it. But uh, well, would you rather have a million Indian dollars or a million uh, U.S. dollars? Or well, I guess uh, U.S. dollars. Probably uh, the most solid. Petro dollars, they petro call dollars. them. Petro 
I think uh, I don't know. I'm not an expert, but they say that's the only thing holding up the U.S. dollar is that it's, uh, it's they deal with the U.S. dollars uh, buying and trading uh, oil. Oil makes sense. We are an oil economy. One of the reasons, perhaps, they overthrew Saddam Hussein. He just just threatening that you'll uh, take away our gas. Uh, uh, use another uh, currency, right? Yeah. Uh, with uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, got to protect it. So your dad taught you how to write a check and sign a check and endorse a check. What not else? actually. I didn't have a checking account until uh, many years later. Okay. I always just did money orders, believe it or not. Okay. I was uneducated uh, with checking accounts and stuff, and my brother Jay would always tell me, "You got to get a checking account because that builds up your credit." Right. If you don't have a checking account, they, uh, the, the financial world uh, makes you feel less than or looks down at you. But now that I have a checking account, I, I realize how easy it is as opposed yeah. to waiting online someplace and getting the money order. Well, and with the money order – well, I mean I guess you pay for a bank account. But money order isn't like 50 cents for every well, $100 to, or something? They used to be 50 cents. Now they're, they're more than 50 cents. They could be dollar twenty-five or – or uh, basic, and then of course, yeah, they, I think it's a percentage of. Uh, but I have a good account at Chase. I'm a veteran, so uh, all my uh, cashier's checks or money orders are on okay. the house. So oh, they're, that's they're, sweet. How used, long? How long were you in the military? Four and a half years. I was a major. Okay, and what? Um, a major fuck up. A major fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty jump. I mean, that's good. So, uh, and what? Like when you got into the uh, military. Um, it's very structured. Right. So uh, did they teach you anything about money or oh, life yes. choice or – I mean you get to save a lot. One of the briefings was uh, 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 they used, they would teach people how to write checks and the importance of uh, not mm-hmm. bouncing checks and right. that they would, uh, they would um, treat that as a crime if you went around bouncing checks. Oh, wow. Okay. So they were strict on that. And of course I, uh, I joined the um, United States Savings Bond Program when okay. I was there. So I got a hundred dollar savings bond, and if I let that mature for quite a time, it would be uh, it would be two hundred. Okay. So I got about I saved uh, at the end of four and a half years. I had a little bit of a nest egg. Okay. And when you were um, and when you saved that money, did th- was, did that come from something like when you were young? Like, did your parents tell you always oh, save ten percent or don't like money doesn't grow on trees or like what was the mantras that your parents? My father would tell my mother, I gave you $5. If I gave you $10, you'd spend it. If I'll give you $5, you'd spend it. So he was very, very, I wouldn't say cheap, but with seven kids, he had to, right. he can't be throwing money around, but he always had a thick wad of cash. Right. I think back then, it, uh, it, it wasn't like it is today with the credit card. Right. A lot of people are just living on credit cards. Yeah. It's a debtor nation. You know, actually it is. it is. People are just swamped. They, you know, uh, the husband either goes out for a gal- half a gallon of milk and uh, and doesn't come back or right. he's indebted for the rest of his life. Yeah. It's the only reason why the 405 is packed in the mornings and in the afternoon is somebody's got to pay for all these these, these shiny objects. That's right. You know, how else can you think, you know, why else would anybody put themselves through that five days a week? Exactly. I mean, so are you? Do you drive a shiny object? I have a nineteen. Uh, I've never bought a, uh, a new car in my life. Okay. Because I always saw people making payments on a car that's already dented. Right. I felt very sad about that. How'd you yeah. like to make payments on a car that's already <laughs> trashed? You know. And then, of course, if you get a new car, then the bank owns it, so they require 
the most expensive insurance policy. Right. So you got your payments, then you've got your high end insurance, and before you know it, this car is just it's like a it's like a ball and chain. Yeah. Totally. You know. So I bought a. I don't spend more than about thirty five hundred dollars on a used car. This one is a nineteen ninety one uh, Toyota truck that I was uh, fortunate enough to find with low miles. Oh, Toyota trucks, man, they're great. So you I, can go like a hundred thousand miles without putting oil in them. Yeah, because I'm terrible with maintenance. So, I and I can mow lawns too. I can. There you go. It's an extended be- uh, uh, bed. You got to have that bed, or yeah. if you go to the. Do a lot of people ask to? Uh, have you helped them move and give you a, a pizza? Yeah. Don't know. The trick is not to tell anybody you have a truck. Oh, okay. That's the, you you okay. lie about that. That's oh, okay. the only thing that's not a lie. Okay. <laughs> and I have a motorcycle that's a 1990 Honda that I got secondhand for 3000 in the valley. So I have no problem uh, buying secondhand. Um, okay. And another, th- another thing, Bob, I noticed, there's no more layaway. Right. That. I mean, I think Walmart brought it back a couple years ago. But, yeah, there's no layaway. I went to uh, Banana Republic in the mall in the South Bay, and I I bought a jacket. It was a $200 jacket. But if I opened up this store account, it would be $163. So I could not – you know, I said – do it. And then I find out, Bob, it's a visa. Right. If I had known it was a visa, I would have walked away. Right. I thought it was a, just a, a, a charge card for Banana Republic. Right. Not a visa. Right. But I went along with it. The bill came in. I paid it off in, in full and then I shredded that credit card. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, if that card has not been, uh, uh, you know. Uh, they haven't ver- recalled it. A ver- it'll, just, it'll just disappear. It'll just die. Yeah. It'll just- Do you have any credit cards? I only have two. Okay. I have one from Chase and one from a credit union. And you just have them so you can like rent a car? Or exactly. To, hotel, but, rent a car. So you're not walking around with $45,000 worth of debt like most of them? No, like. zero, zero point zero debt. All right. Because, uh, you know, uh, it's just, uh, you know, I just hate, I just hate writing checks, you know, I, I, I you know, and I'm not a materialistic person, you know, right. I, you know. And I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm cheap. I'm very generous. You know, I'd yeah. rather, I'd rather, you know, help people out when they need yep. assistance as opposed to a corporation. Yeah, absolutely. When did you first get your? What was what was the biggest check you ever got? I mean, not what was the biggest check. Do you remember getting your first really big check in entertainment? Yes, it was for five thousand dollars for one evening. Wow! On a Vine and um, Fountain at that club there on the corner. On the uh, north, the uh, south not, west corner, that there was, was a not little the, club there. The, not the ch- chocolate fudge, but uh, no, not the natural fudge. Okay, this is at uh, I think it's Vine and Fountain. Is that that Italian? It used to be an Italian restaurant, a dance club or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Many, it's, so it's still Wally, there, but okay. it's probably a different organization now. Wow, so five thousand bucks. Right, and that wow. was for a video, for a comedy video, but it turned out the sound was no good. It didn't come out, and it was right around the time that, uh, uh, you know, the guy from Seinfeld, mm-hmm. Richards? Yeah. It was right around the time that he made all those terrible comments at the Laugh Factory oh, yeah. against African Americans. Yes, that was bad. And I, in my show, kind of make fun of uh, uh, Latinos. Oh, okay. So they were reluctant to... This is what I was told. And, you know, Bob, I never even received a copy of it. Wow. But you got the check. But I did get the check. But you never got a copy of so the show. So that was the biggest uh, payday to date. Yeah. Wow. 
and which is nothing today what these comics are making today yeah they I all mean, make a million so if you go into comedy you make like two million dollars your first year right what's the taxes on that <laughs> about 50 percent. it's about 50 percent. yeah because the more you make the more the they more, take the more they tax that's right that's right um did you go into comedy because it was going to be a lucrative uh no, or I, uh, I I was in the Air Force on, in Okinawa, and uh, I took a, a, a speech class. And then at the end of the class, uh, we had a dinner. And in our class, we had two uh, newsreaders from the Far East Network, FEN. Okay. And I thought for sure they'd ask one of those two people or both of them to be MCs for this after-class celebration and dinner. And for some reason, they, they selected me. Wow. And that's when the bug was uh, – Planted. Yeah. It, it went well. I didn't do much preparation. I just uh, knew who was in the class and remembered some of the highlights of those people's uh, activities and comments in the class and right. brought that up. And that's when the bug but, – but growing up, I, I never – so then I, I, I got a job at United Airlines and wound up up north in the comedy town, San Francisco, big yep. comedy town. Yep. And I finally uh, – Got enough uh, nerve to start doing that, and it was fun ever since. So I yep. stayed up there, but it was terribly clickish up there in San Francisco. Yeah. After after Robin Williams comes out of town, right? Nobody's looked looked right. at with any great, uh, you know. Everybody's a broom handle. Exactly. I mean, so I said, you so know, you what? followed him here. <laughs> yeah. So I came in 1989 after the big earthquake. I came to to, to uh, the comedy store to settle it once and for all. You know. They'll let you know if you, you, you can do this or not. Yeah. And just kind of get over it. Get it over with. Get it over with. And go and, on with my life. And how long? And that, it, and that did not happen, Bob. It, it did not ha- <laughs> how long did it take for Mitzi to pass you? Five years. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I was passed in uh, June, June 8th, 1994. Okay. So I'm on to my 26th year. Wow. And five years before that, I, I started doing stand up comedy in 1988. Wow. You think I'd be more uh, more long? Well, yeah. <laughs> I think you're pretty. Uh, 1988. Yeah, I think you're pretty far along with all of what that. What are you talking about? I got a 91 pickup and a, a, a 90 <laughs> used motorcycle in the valley for three grand. But hey, you got a podcast now. You got podcast right. dead air, and it's going to make you probably a couple million dollars because every podcast. Can you makes- believe that? Uh, who, uh, does Red Band get that? Because he's the producer and the creator. Does he? Does he? <laughs> when does he tell me? What? What? what yeah, let, let, let's talk about that. How, like you probably do you get know like anything 5%. about this? Well, it depends on where you do the podcast. Because some podcast his, studios te- keep all the money. It's his. It's it's Red Band Studio. Oh, so yeah, they'll make the money on sponsorship, and maybe they'll buy you a pizza. That's what I'm figuring. But you know, yeah, I need the exposure, so I'm not it, concerned. You know. Yeah. It's you know, hey, and pizza's good. Pizza's expensive, so money's not important to me now. It, 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 and I'm not saying that to be cavalier. Sometimes right. money is important to people. Yeah, for sure. But in my my life right now, uh, what's more important to me is exposure. Right, is more valuable than U.S. dollars. And what will you do when you get more exposure? Well, what I'm trying to do is to develop a, a following like every other a, a com- a comic. This yep. way you don't have to pander to the audience. You don't have to get them to like you. Uh, you don't have to worry about them being offended. Right. And they come to see you and then, you know, it's like we're talking right now. We, yeah. we know each other quite a number of years and we're not intimidated by one another and we're not going to be offended by anybody what anybody says. So right. how beautiful is that? Yeah. And that's not always the case if they don't know who's performing. So yeah. I think that's what's important for me. If, this, if, if it's going to go any further, uh, 
because I have authority problems too. I'm not anxious to deal with club owners, you know. That, that can get rough. I do remember, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that you had a joke after Columbine um, about culling the herd. Uh, perhaps I uh, thinning the herd, something like that. Yeah, I, I don't remember the uh, the exact wording. But of it that. was a little. I mean, it was cutting edge, right? For some people, or maybe offensive to some people. But uh, um, oh, you can you can bet anything's offensive. <laughs> telling somebody what time it is and not getting it right will be offended, offensive to some people. Why, why is that? Everybody just, gets offended today. I yeah. mean, people get outraged. Like I'm guilty when you were talking about people throwing their check at the teller. I have to. I've done that. Like I, I try to be a little nicer now. But yeah, I think there's. Well, somewhere- how about when people pay for things? They'll, 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 they'll pull out a rolled up dollar bill, a five dollar bill, and throw it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, uh, when did we become so offended? Uh, I think it's just a spiritual void, and it comes from the way they're brought up with their parents. Yeah. You know, I thank God for my parents and my grandmother, and uh, it, it just rubbed off on me. You know. Yeah. You, you know, your heart's either full with love and you're trying to make things better or you're just angst. Yeah. You know, you you just got some kind of uh, belief system and you're, you're some kind of – you know what I think it comes down to? It's just a, a, disappoint, a disappointment or a self-grievance yeah. about your own situation. Yeah. And a lot of people are jealous. Uh, ego is a big thing too. Ego, ego is to keep you safe. Right, ego is to like in the middle of the night if you feel something strange or something's not right. It's a, you know, but uh, that's what ego's for. Yeah, anything past that, it it doesn't do the person with that ego any 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 good. And you know, it's just uh, that's what I've read. It's 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 a self uh, safety valve type thing as opposed to uh, you know this is. Uh, well, I think. And and I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but coming from a big family, so I had there were five siblings in my family. You have seven or six siblings, seven of you. Um, I think you have a little bit more appreciation um, for uh, like for us. Like we maybe got ice cream once a month. <laughs> we didn't. Like, yeah, how many times did you hear? You don't need that. You don't need it. And everybody got hand me downs and right. Uh, my, right. I got my clothes from the Saint Bernard's thrift shop. And they would they would kind of make fun of me, uh, you know. They were my friends, but you know everybody knows when you have not brand new clothes, right? When you're not the first owner, right? But I didn't mind. But that's yeah, that's where I got a lot of my clothes. Yeah, but I think there's an appreciation. I mean, I did have to learn to share um, or hide things if I wanted to make it uh, have it be mine. What child are you in the group? I'm number three. Okay. And what number you were you? I'm number seven. I'm the last. Oh, gee, one. you're the baby. I'm the one that, like they said, another one. Another one. Another one. You know, this is old. This hat. one was planned. Yeah. This one was planned. Uh, this <laughs> hardly, hardly, hardly true. My mother used to work at Macy's department store up in the housewares department. Okay. And there was layaway. There was layaway. Now you they, you say I think maybe Target has layaway or maybe uh, yeah I think, I think Target uh, Walmart and all Walmart that. has yeah. Lay away, but um, yeah, but all that stuff's gone. The Christmas uh, savings accounts and Christmas uh, Christmas account, I think yeah, they called it, was, it. Yeah, Christmas club, Christmas club. That's right. And you'd have money for December first to to buy everybody gifts. And I got a job when I first got out of the Air Force at Merrill Lynch. If you can believe this, I had wow. a friend named Frank Paparella who used to be a recruiter for Merrill Lynch. This is before in the days before. Uh, uh, Bank of America owns it now. Yeah, 
it's a, it's a branch of, uh, uh, of Bank of America. And if you don't know Merrill Lynch, it's that big, black, tall building. And it's right across the street from that famous park where they had that uh, sit-in. What was the name? Of it? Occupy. Oh, okay. But not Central Park. No, Occupy. Uh, that Occupy protest in, oh, that, yeah. in that park. The name escapes me right now. That's down in Wall Street. Anyway, so he got me the job. So I bought the uh, bought the wingtips and the suit and the long rain jacket. And there I am going. Uh, I got uh, put into the uh, a department called the organization or something. And it was hor- horrible. There was a desk in the front, a desk in the middle in the front, and then a desk on the other side in the front, and then uh, six desks in front of that desk, and then six desks side to side in front of that one, you know, and then then and then uh, six desks close together in front of that one. Wow. And they were all cursing like wild banshees, and it was like – it was where you had to physically get the securities when somebody bought and sold oh, securities. Oh, right, 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 right. I forget, an organizational division. It was a – it's like I guess the equivalent of working in the mailroom if you started at William Morris. Right. And it was horrible. I just, here I am just getting out of the United States Air Force, and I'm stuck in here getting on elevators with millionaires and billionaires at Merrill Lynch. It just didn't sit right with me. Yeah. And then I talked to this woman on the first day about, oh, I said, how much do you want to make here? And I said something like $10 or $15. Some, some, I can't remember exactly what the figures were. And she said this. This is all you need to hear on your first day. She says, oh, my God, you should have stayed in the Air Force. You've got to work forever to make any, that kind of money. And I just said, oh, I'm in the wrong place. Wow. So I left. I didn't even make the whole shift. I got on the elevator and I left. And this is, wait till you hear the next thing. In the elevator, trying to run away, Frank Paparella's friend who hired me is in the elevator and he catches me leaving. And he tells Frank and Frank was terribly disappointed as my father was because I came home with the suit and everything and the wrong jacket and it wasn't wasn't anywhere near after five. (laughs) And it, it just... Didn't even last eight hours. Wow, <laughs> just wasn't for me. <laughs> wasn't for you. It was like being back in in the classroom, right? And what was? The, but what do you remember? What was the worst part besides the fact that they weren't going to pay you? Like, what was the worst? Just being trapped, or trapped? Uh, uh, it, it reminded me of a classroom, and uh, basically not knowing what the hell I was doing. Right. I didn't think I was going to grasp it. But that was only a temporary place, right? That was just to get my foot in the door, but I just uh, – I guess they call that a white-collar job. Yeah. So well, it wasn't – the, Yeah, the bottom, but white-collar. Uh, and you and I'd have to take the train from Long Island into Merrill Lynch and then, you know, it was just – it was – I was uh, out of my element to say, to say yeah. the least. But that was comical, getting caught in the elevator running away. Oh, man. Man. What's the worst thing that you got caught for financially? Like, did you ever um, do anything as a kid where you got in trouble by your parents? Or uh... today, you know, uh, today just to get a job, you can't have any blemishes on your uh, right. finance. A lot of a lot of uh, employers don't want anybody with any uh, problems on their. Uh, you know, because they're afraid that 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 that, that potential employee is going to be a thief of some yeah. kind. So it's really the the bar is so high now for poor people. One time, I I had a 
I co-signed a loan, which is the third rail. Everybody knows that's a third rail. My father wouldn't even co-sign a loan for my sister to get a house on Long Island. Wow. It was just flat out not happening. And she did not get that house. Oh, wow. And she, she wasn't too happy about that, but. Everybody knows. If you don't know, when you when you co-sign on a loan, that you, is the third rail. All that is is the bank wants to come after somebody besides the person. That's right. And they need a body to come after. And did the person pay the loan, or did you get? Stuck? No. What happened is I took over the payments, of course, but there was a blemish of uh, an unpaid, maybe one or two, and right. they picked that up right away. Absolutely. And they wanted to know about this. And I told them what happened. I said, well, that was a loan that someone failed to continue to pay. And that's why there was a, a break in the uh, payment schedule. And was it for a car? Or did you at least get the car? Or was it for? No, it was for, uh, it was for cosmetic surgery. Oh, wow. Did they at least look good after the surgery? <laughs> yeah, like a drum. <laughs> like a drum. Yeah, all my, all my friends came over and played the drum. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, do you uh, did you regret doing that in the hindsight? I mean, were you pissed when you're making those monthly payments? Or no, you can't get uh, money comes and money goes, yep. and uh, I I can't dwell on it. You know, uh, and uh, another thing I want to talk about is what I believe. They always say the United States is the biggest economy in the world. Right. I have a feeling. That China is, but they're reluctant to say that. Right. It probably is China. And China is reluctant. I went to China, and I used to say that to all the Chinamen I saw. I said, "You guys are number one," because they're always saying America's. They love us over there. Yeah. Just like the Iranians, the people that live in Iran love us over there. Mm-hmm. It's just the people at the top that are causing all this. this they don't this. like us so much. Oh right, the mullahs. You know, yeah. we have a mullah. We have mullahs here, and they, the uh, mullahs are in Iran. The hardliners, the hawks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I have a. What's your opinion on that? I feel like well, I would. I would imagine. I mean, it's got to be pretty close, if not more. I mean, we do. Like we're just finding out right now, right? That all of our stuff is produced in China. All the vaccinations, all the clothes, all the made in America. It's all. And the only reason for that is because it's called change. Right. The only thing that you can count on is death, taxes, and change. Yep. Why is everything been made in China? Because people who own businesses are going to go where they're going to go to make the most profit. That's right. It's simple as that. Yeah. They call this America uh, a mature economy. Oh. And what that means is they've sucked as much out of it as they can. It's not going to get – Oh, so it's not going to get any better. It's not going to really – you know, people hate to hear this, that America's in decline, but I, 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 this is not the 1950s. No. This is, this is uh, I mean, just one has to drive down La Cienega Boulevard. I mean, I'm in a truck and I'm bouncing all over the place. Oh, yeah. I well, mean, the infrastructures in I these mean, cities are... The airports, the infrastructure. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have... So they call it a mature economy. Okay. So when that happens, that's when they go to other locations in markets and countries. You find them. Because they're coming up. Right. So I believe – even China doesn't want to say it for some reason. But I believe that sooner or later they're going to have to start saying it. Well, they might. Well, we might have to start learning um, to speak Chinese or Russian, something. Uh, right? you, you'd, think, you'd think that uh, 
some people are smart enough to start learning Chinese. Learning those languages. Madrian. Madrian, or what is it yeah. called? Uh, Mandarin. Uh, ma- Mandarin. Uh, Mandarin. Martian. I mean, not Martian. Uh, margarine. Yeah. There's margarine, too. Yeah. Margarine's good. I mean, I like butter better, but... Uh, but, uh, yeah. yeah, real butter. But... Um, Do you invest in stocks? Do you... Um, I have a... Uh, I have a four hundred one type deal, and uh, but From after United? the after the yeah it was rolled over for this that. Funny, I was in the ESOP program at United. You know the employees uh-huh. ownership stock program. option, mm-hmm. and uh, I got fired. You're going to love this story because I, you're a money man. You know you're you're mm-hmm. an accountant. You you know all about money. This is a this is a success story, only because. I lost my job and was terminated. And when I got terminated, I received a check for 100 and and I'm not bragging, but this is a money show, right? Right. We should be talking about it. We should be talking about money. We don't have to, but yeah, we could. Uh, I received a check for $120,000 and then got my job back. They paid you one hundred and twenty dollars Because I was terminated. And that's how much the ESOP was worth per employee. Oh, wow. And then got my job back. Then at the end of the seven years, this ESOP is a, a way that they teach them at these jerkwater colleges right. how to maximize money. So they tell the employees, uh, we're gonna, we want some givebacks right. and you're going to own the company. Right. But it's only – it's like the tax breaks that the regular people get like myself and you. They're, they're not permanent like the corporations, uh, the corporate taxes. So at the end of the ESOP, Guess how much the money was worth for the, each employee? Oh no! I got a guy from Indiana, and this is this is why he says it: zero, <laughs> zero. Holtzman gets fired and gets a hundred and twenty thousand dollars, and then at the end of the and then gets his job back, and at the end of the ESOP, you know how much it's worth? Zero in that Indiana accent. Yeah. Zero, and that's what it was, and that's wow. exactly a successful ESOP. That is Get pretty the cool. employees to give back, cut their pay, take some benefits away, yeah. and then you'll be an owner of the company and, and you'll get, get zero. shares. And then at the end, zero. So yeah. how fortunate it was. And I couldn't have planned it any better. And it wasn't planned. It's just the way it happened. How did it feel to get that check? I mean, were you shocked? No, I was part of the ESOP. And at that time, <laughs> so, it was it, so that you, you knew how much the ESOP was worth at that time. Wow. And that guy did me a great favor financially yeah. by firing me. Yeah. And then they couldn't fire me for whatever reason. I don't want to go into details. It doesn't matter. Uh, I got my uh, – was reinstated. Nice. And was able to keep the check once they cut the check. And then, of course, I rolled it over. Right. And uh, so uh, – and that money uh, you know, is a good – that's still working its way. But after the big crash in 2008, I've got very reluctant. Yeah. You know, I've had a, a certain amount of money in the stock market in a conservative growth account mm-hmm. and I don't want to put any more into it. Yeah. The rest I'm just – even though I'm getting terrible interest. I mean the interest on a savings account is like – It's terrible. It's almost a crime. Yeah. But I'd rather do that than – so look at the market in the last few days. The market has been crazy. People lost. I have a friend who's lost twenty thousand dollars just in the last week. Yeah, I had somebody just lose eighty. People are starting to panic, which, you know, all I'm saying is, hey, stay the course because at this point, if you cash out, 
you've definitely lost your money. I've done it. I've I've put it in cash reserve a, a few times. Yeah, that's hey, that's that's not it's bad. Better than a savings account, it's, but you're you're taking your money off the table. You're taking your money off the table. It gets to stay. What was the best? Um, what would you say is the best financial um, thing that you ever did? That you were like, that was a freaking smart move. We're getting fired from United. Well, Airlines. that was that was pretty smart. That was pretty smart. That was unintentional, but the results were tremendous. Um, the savings pond program is real good, and I've just always been a saver. I've always been a saver. You know, uh, where'd that come from? Uh, I knew I, I want to eat steak when I get older. Right. I want to be able to travel. I want to get on airplanes and go places. And I knew if you don't, if you're debt ridden and you don't have any reserve. I was in Las Vegas once with my girlfriend, and uh, we we met a comic friend there. And she said she's Filipino, so you know what they say: fifty dollars. That's not going to hurt you. You can't take your money to the grave. Is fifty dollars going to hurt you? You know how they talk. You can't oh, take your money to the grave. Take your money to the grave. So we were over in Las Vegas, and uh, her name is Rose, and. Uh, we met the comic, and and, and, and uh, she was very funny. This comic has passed away now. He uh, took his own life, ah. and maybe because he didn't have reserve. But anyway, she says, well, don't you have reserve? She mentioned something about reserve. Right. And he said, reserve? What do you mean reserve? What do you, what do you mean talking about reserve? What, what do you mean reserve? You know, it was too funny, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that was an ongoing joke we had about reserve, you know. That's funny. Well, that's, you know – when you grow up in a big family, or at least for me, I grew up in a big family and I knew there was no safety net. Nobody was going to – there wasn't somebody with a million dollars that was going to like leave me a million bucks. Like, right. Had, no right? one's going to take care Nobody's of me. Nobody's going to come in and save me. Like if I crash and burn, I'm going to crash and burn. Nobody's going to swoop in. You're not, a, you're not a trust fund. You're not an inheritance I, person. You're I, not, it's right. A, whatever I earn is what I earn. Um Nobody's coming to rescue me. But you've been me. pretty successful in your career. How so long, far, so how long, many years you've been with the comedy store now? I've been with the comedy many, store many, years. many, many years, 1996 or seven. Okay. Um, I was doing comedy before that, before I was doing um, the financial stuff. But uh, actually, Vicky Barbalak was the one that gave Mitzi my name, and Mitzi called me up. And she's like, you got to help the store. And uh, I was like, I'm a comic. <laughs> she's like, you need to do the books. Um yeah, it's been a while. But with the new car, it's like you you want a new car? You have to be prepared to write those monthly checks. Yeah. And I'm not prepared to do that. All I want to do is get to point A to point B. I'm I'm not a car guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I I have clients that, you know, have $1500, $2000 car payments and they're like, "I don't have any money." Like you're spending, you know, a $100,000 car. You know the the, the 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 amount of money that people spend that how lucrative the uh, auto financing oh, yeah. uh, industry is. They make money. People, And then they get a car and they don't like it. And then somehow the loan gets transferred to the other car, but the other car is still – and before you know it, they're, 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 I mean they just take people for rides. And, I know, and, and it's tough. Some people, they need a new car. They can't right. – they're going on the 405 two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon. You they can't have a, have a 91 pickup. No. They no. could, but uh, certainly they don't want to, and the, yeah. and it's just like uh, so they're in a rock and a hard place. It's tough. What's the worst thing to spend money on for you? Uh, for me, 
I guess automobiles, cars. Okay. Uh, the only thing I feel comfortable about spending money on is people, mm-hmm. restaurants, airline tickets, steak. and hotels, and, and hotels. steak. Steak. Otherwise, and uh, you know, some clothes here and there. You know, not too much with the clothes either. What's the best trip you ever took? Oh my God, I don't know one. One is more exciting than the other one. Rome was unbelievable. Cool. The Vatican and uh, Dubai was unbelievable. The Baj Khalifa, the tallest building in the world. The yeah. next one's going to be in Saudi Arabia. I'm not too thrilled about that, but supposedly there's, that one is going to top out at the most uh, uh, tallest building in the world. It's going to be in, in uh, Rihad or something. Uh, yeah. Um, the Taj Mahal in India was out was out of control. Uh, that's amazing. The pyramids in Egypt. Those I was able cool. to get to Egypt be- right cool. after the revolution and before yep. it got crazy again. Yep. I had the whole place to myself. Yeah. When did you go? What year? Uh, I have it down in here on my phone. It won't take me long to figure it out. So uh, that was fascinating in India with the, the 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 place where they set the people on fire and sent them down the river. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, when they do the cremations. And, and uh, Malaysia, uh, Kuala Lumpur, um, um, Malaysia was fascinating. Yeah. That big oil building, you know, with the little bridge between them. Yeah. It's like, wow, it looks almost uh, – it doesn't even look real. With yeah. The black, black uh, uh, nighttime sky and the okay. silver, silver building and, and it's just huge. And then uh, Israel was unbelievable. Beautiful country. And uh, – the old city, still functioning today. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just uh, – and the walls and uh, Jerusalem and, uh, you know, just just a fascinating location. Um, Singapore was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You see a guy get out of a truck and stand on a ladder and take a rag out of his bo- uh, back pocket and, and, and wipe the sign clean. Yeah. Like you would do in your house wiping a – dusting a table. Yeah. Unbelievable. It's pretty clean there. Oh, it's a very, very small place, but still. Uh, and I like taking the train. Uh, what else? So I'll just go over here. And of course, I like Southeast Asia because I hate dew. I hate dew. Dew? As in like morning dew? Dew, exactly. Everything is wet. The, the motorcycle is wet. The bicycle seat is wet. The, 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 the deck is wet. The car is all wet. You look up in the sky and there's not a cloud in the sky. Says, right. I, don't, I don't mind if it's raining. Right. But when there's no rain and not a cloud in the sky and the stars are out and everything is wet, I can't stand it. But they don't have that in Southeast Asia. Is it against the law? What, what? The climate. <laughs> the just, climate. There's no dew. There's no dew. <laughs> I didn't know that. I hate do. I think do is the stu- – people tell me, well, that's because – I know the reason. I doesn't mean you – know, I know why there's do. Condensation, temperature changes, what have you, yeah. earth, earth – but I hate do. And that's what I love about the Philippines or Thailand or uh, probably Singapore. You know, there's no do. But they have humidity. That's all right. You, there's air conditioning. It's like people that live okay. in Palm Springs. You know, I go yeah. from an air conditioning house to an air conditioning car to an air conditioning uh, office in, in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. exactly. Exactly. Well, maybe you could create an app that uh, gets rid of do. Like that would make a lot of money. <laughs> if there's other people out there. I'm the only one I think that oh, hates do. <laughs> I, I just, I've never met anybody that feels strongly about you. You, you have to get into your car in the morning and <laughs> you, next time you see I the know, do – Say, oh my God! Everything's wet. Everything's uh, wet. It's wet, but it's dry on the inside, which is mostly what right. we care about. <laughs> here it is. Let me go over here, and I'll tell you. Yeah, this is that's what I'm going to spend my money on is uh, travel. 
It's a good thing to spend money on. Uh, 2008, I went to Singapore, Kuala Kuala Lumpur. Say it for me. Um, Kuala Lumpur, I believe. Uh, That's it. Malaysia and Penang and Bangkok. In 2009, I went to Bangkok. 2010, I went to Israel. 2011, I went to India. To Delhi and uh, Varasi, nice. Golden Triangle, Agra, right? Uh, Jaipur and uh, 2012, I went to China. That was a fascinating place. China, uh, yeah, the, the Great Wall and uh, Tiananmen Square. And I wow. didn't know this about Tiananmen Square. That revolution was bigger than I, 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 I even knew about. I thought it was just uh, right in the center of, right. the, of Beijing in Tiananmen Square. That revolution was countrywide. Wow. That was the whole nation. Wow. And most of the people that lost their lives were the people on the outskirts of Tiananmen Square who were trying to keep the soldiers from reaching Tiananmen Square. Right. That's where all the casualties happened. Wow. And there were casualties on the square as well. But So that was China. Uh, that was a... Uh, that was fascinating, China. People think China's a third world nation. They've never been there. Yeah. Shanghai is like New York. Yeah, it's pretty fancy. They have poverty, of course, but they've brought in how many millions of people from poverty to like – Yeah. And uh, uh, 2014 was Egypt. Cool. 2015 was Dubai. And 2016 was the Philippines and Thailand. And 2017 was uh, – Thailand again. I like Thailand. Thailand's fun. 2018. You've been there? I've been to Thailand. What a place, huh? It's an interesting place. You're not going to get arrested for uh, having sex with a stranger over there. <laughs> if you ha- You're you not going to get arrested for paying for sex over there. No, you get a discount. I don't know how many times I got to get thrown on a bed with my ass hanging out in handcuffs because I, you know, I'm between relationships. I, it happens. And, uh, it's costly. Tw- 2018 was Rome and Okinawa. I went back to Okinawa. Oh, wow. All right. So, That's pretty uh, cool. So what would you tell somebody, a young person getting ready to become a comic and they're going to make it in the world um, and they're going to become a celebrity? I would tell the young people, if you're interested in going to college, join the military. Do your four years. Do your six years. It goes so quick when you're at that age. Yeah. You get a boatload of money for college. You'll be, you won't have any college debt. You'll see the world, learn, learn a trade. Maybe you'll want to stay in the military. But I think that's a better option than getting swamped with debt before you even find a, a, before a you job. Before out the door. Yeah. And, and be strapped with that because they'll screw with your social security. They'll screw with your whole future financial situation if these debts are not paid. So I would suggest that as far as a, a comic, a young comic, just do what I did. You just keep doing the open mics until you can get to the next level. Fortunately, I was – Blessed to get to the next level with this comedy store and right. Mitzi Shaw. Yeah. And and, you, and then, uh, you know, and uh, and save money. If you get a television show, act like that money, you never got that money. Yeah. I hate to sound like Jay Leno, but, uh, you know, he puts all his checks away that he gets from The Tonight Show. Okay. What he's saving for, I don't know, but that's his business. <laughs> Another car. <laughs> you know, he could – just because you don't hear about – he could be being uh, – given a lot of to charity yeah he you could know, he could if you give to charity you're not supposed to tell anyone basically yeah well Sometimes i agree with that out. if you're going to give to charity give to charity not so everybody thinks you're cool but give to charity because you want to do the right thing i want to give steve simone some money for his charity he helps families he does 
I asked him for his home address. Text me your home address. I'd send you a check. And uh, he failed to do so. So I'm thinking he doesn't want me to know where he lives. And so then we uh, can find out. Where, <laughs> we can find out where he lives. And then he was then. Uh, so I still. And you know what my favorite charity is? Uh, Doctors Without Borders. It's a great one. I, I feel on the ones with the. They built schools for the Afghans. Oh, nice. The, the girls. Cool. From that book, A Cup of Tea or something. Three Cups of Tea. Yeah. Great book. And uh, and they said there was some kind of embezzlement, perhaps. There was talk about money going someplace. Hey, wherever yeah, there's a lot of money, there's going to be people pulling some money out. You can't right. throw the whole program away because of some uh, bad apples. That's how yeah. I feel. No, but I think he did, like he did a lot of good. Right. He did a lot of good. So it sounds like they're um, they're going to beat me up because we're running out of time. Okay, but no let problem. Me ask you this. No, no, no. We're not done. Okay, we're not done. Okay, we're just we're wrapping. We don't have to run. I just so I mean, but what I'm hearing you say is um, like save money, spend your money on people and experiences and travel, not spending on things like cars or just creating debt. Like if you don't, like if you don't have it, right? Because that new car in six or eight weeks is not going to feel new anymore. No. But a good dinner with some friends, that's a lifetime memory. Lifetime memory. And uh, everybody uh, loves good food. And, uh, and just shiny objects, is, uh, you can't take it with you. It's just uh, people have the – I can't understand these storage units. I have a policy where I live. If I hadn't touched something in a year, it goes away. Uh, that's a good policy. It disappears. Yeah. The storage people make a lot of money. Oh, my God. We're that, all holding so on to many, things we don't need. People just holding on to stuff. It's – Holding on. And We're the, all holding on. And then what they do is when they pass away, they leave a mess for, for their else. families. That nobody wants either. Nobody wants that stuff either, mostly. No. And it just gets <laughs> – 40 bucks a month, $45, $150. Another car payment just to store – I mean a garage size one, I guess it's got to be at least 200 a month or more. Two or 300 It's expensive. Who knew that? Who, who, who knew that business model was going to – It's a good business model. Death taxes and uh, storage units. It's like an apartment complex for for things. Exactly. No pool. No running water. No, no, running. no, no nothing. It's awesome. It's the way to go. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, I know you gave me your card. Do you want me to? You, you can do it if you want. Uh, Bob. Let's see. We can find you at Twitter at uh, Holtzman Brian. Facebook Brian Holtzman. So that's clever. You switched the back. You know. First I asked a name. friend of mine why Brian Holtzman wasn't taken. You know what he told me. Nobody wanted it. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, check him out at Instagram, on the website, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, check out uh, Dead Air, which is Brian's podcast that comes out every – Every Tuesday it goes out. It's on the uh, Death Squad Network TV, Death Squad TV, the Red Band Network. And you can Google me, uh, Dead Air, two words, and my name, Brian Holtzman. And Brian is B-R-I-A-N, not Y-A-N. I-A-N. I-A-N. And uh, if I meet you and you say – you you spell your name Y-A-N, then I say, oh, so do I. <laughs> it's just like with Trump. You know, if I meet someone who loves Trump, I say, I love Trump. And if I meet someone who says they hate Trump, I say, I hate Trump. Hey, go it's with just the easy to agree with just people. go with the flow. Oh, I have something for you, Bob. Uh -oh. I, have, I love these $2 bills. Are they – Oh, they have $2 bills. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. This is – That's uh, right. I guess that's uh, your agent calling. Uh, I love $2 bills. You can get them at the bank. I love them. They're better than $1 bills. And they're real. And I, I love them. I just love them. Awesome. And uh, 
I love $2 bills. They're just neat. I just think it's neat. Well, you don't need as many $1 and, and bills. And I try to get brand – I like new, clean money. And these are fake uh, Trump uh, bills. I have two brothers. One's a Trumpster and one's not, and it's just too funny talking to them. Oh, that's awesome. I love mm-hmm. it. So, hey, man, money you should ask and money I should take. That's yeah. beautiful. Well, I appreciate it. And, uh, Thanks for having me, Bob. And to our subscribers out there, don't forget to share the love. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for Money You Should Ask, all one word. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite con- podcast player. Uh, so be sure to check us out. Brian Holtzman, great to have you here. Thank you. Until next time. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.